Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Do you like visiting museums? Have you ever been in a museum of children's art? What if your museum were showing a collection of paintings of children and one of the pieces was mysteriously missing? That's what happens to Sammy and Ginny in this new shoebox kids mystery. Along the way, Sammy learns that helping others is part of what it means to be a Christian. Chapter 7. Caught. Just what do the two of you think you are doing? Mrs. Sheckley asked, stepping toward Jenny and Sammy. Jenny and Sammy stood suddenly, their backs to the hole they were trying to patch. Startled, Sammy was speechless, and Jenny felt her face burning. Oh, hi, Mrs. Sheckley, Jenny stammered. Mrs. Sheckley stopped and looked at Jenny up and down. You look like you've healed, she said. How are you feeling? Jenny relaxed when Mrs. Sheckley changed the subject. I feel fine, thank you, Jenny said. You told me to come back and visit you. And so you did, Mrs. Sheckley said. She bent her neck, trying to see what Jenny and Sammy hid behind them. Now, back to my original question. What are you two doing out here? Jenny and Sammy looked at each other, then shrugged. They stepped back so Mrs. Sheckley could see the boards, nails, hammer, and hole in the porch floor. We, we, felt bad about the hole, so we wanted to come over here and fix it, Sammy said quietly. I told you not to worry about that old porch, Mrs. Sheckley said, but if you felt so bad about it, why didn't you ask me first? We wanted it to be a surprise, Jenny said. Mrs. Sheckley paused and thought, You were the ones who raked the leaves and cleaned the windows. Jenny and Sammy nodded. With some friends, Sammy added. Why, you sweet dears, she said more to herself than to Jenny and Sammy. Just a minute, and I'll get my purse and pay you something for your work. Jenny held up her hands and shook her head. No, no, please don't do that. We did it because the shoebox kids are Christians. Christians do good things for people, and we especially wanted to do something good for you. Mrs. Sheckley backed up a step. Me? Why me? Jenny took a deep breath. Because you looked like you needed a few friends, and we wanted to be friends with you. Sammy nodded. Friends do things for each other. Mrs. Sheckley blinked and looked like she didn't know what to say. The three of them stood looking at each other. Suddenly, the silence was broken by a howl. Rawr! The howl came from behind the two kids. Sammy jumped a foot in the air, and Jenny let out a squeak of fear. Oh, kids, relax, Mrs. Sheckley said, shuffling forward in her house slippers. It's just dragon. Dragon? Sammy mouthed to Jenny. What's a dragon? He said out loud. Dragon's just a silly old cat, Mrs. Sheckley said, reaching into the ivy behind them. She pulled out a huge yellow ball of fur and drew the cat to her chest. That must have been the cat we saw when we came here the first time, Jenny said. Dragon's been out all night, and I'm sure he's hungry, said Mrs. Sheckley. She looked up. How about you two? Are you hungry? I can make some pancakes. Jenny grinned at Sammy. Sammy grinned back. Sure, why not? I think I have room for a couple of dozen. In the kitchen, Mrs. Sheckley made pancakes in an old iron skillet on her antique stove while Dragon ate his breakfast in the corner on the floor. Sammy sat at the old table and looked around. Wallpaper curled off the walls in the corner. A yellowed calendar on another wall was dated March 1979. Bits of food lined the floor around the stove and refrigerator. He cringed. I'm glad my house doesn't look like this, he thought. You have a nice house, Jenny said. Sammy stared at her, but she continued. I've always liked big old houses like this. Well, it's much too big for me to keep clean, Mrs. Sheckley admitted. I have a hard enough time just taking care of myself and Dragon. She looked around her, blinking behind her thick glasses. 
"'But this is home for me. Always has been,' she said brightly. "'I was born upstairs. Did you know that?' Jenny shook her head, then shot a glance at Sammy. "'Mrs. Sheckley, what was your name before you got married?' Jenny asked cautiously. Mrs. Sheckley put her spatula down by the frying pan and turned toward the kids. "'Why, don't you know?' she asked Jenny. "'I'm Sheffield Matheson's oldest child and his only daughter.' Sammy's eyes grew wide. "'You knew Sheffield Matheson?' Mrs. Sheckley chuckled. "'I should say so. He was both father and mother to me after my mommy died. I got married young, a big mistake, and then divorced. I stayed away from home only about six months.' The rest of my life, I lived right here. Jenny spoke up. Mrs. Sheckley, you said that there was no painting. How do you know for sure? She chuckled again. Oh, I know. Believe me. The studio used to be right out there where the backyard is now. The only thing left is the cement slab that it was built on. Everything burned up. Jenny frowned. I'm not so sure. Can I look at your family Bible again? Mrs. Sheckley shrugged. Sure, you know where it is. Daddy used to say it held all the treasure we needed. Do you think there are clues there? Maybe, Jenny responded. She disappeared for a second into the living room, then returned with the big Bible. Were you here the night the studio burned? Sammy asked. Mrs. Sheckley nodded slowly. That was a night I will never forget. I had gone to bed early. Daddy was working late in his studio, trying to finish the last of his children's dozen paintings. What they call the broken dozen now, Sammy interrupted. Mrs. Sheckley nodded. I woke up when I heard shouting, and then a door slammed. Then I heard a motorcycle roar off. The only person I knew that had a motorcycle was Berkeley. That was your brother, Sammy added. Mrs. Sheckley nodded again. A few minutes later, I smelled smoke and looked out the window. The studio was in flames. I called the fire department and raced down the stairs and outside to the studio. But by that time, the fire... And Daddy was... Her voice choked off and paused. Sniffing, she turned away from Jenny and Sammy. But that was a long time ago. What happened to Berkeley, Jenny asked, and Sammy started getting an idea. He disappeared, Mrs. Sheckley said. The police went to question him about the fire, but never found him. I haven't seen him since. That must be pretty hard, living all these years without your mommy or daddy, or brother. Mrs. Sheckley looked out the window. I wish I had a chance to talk to Berkeley, she said. Daddy was always harder on him. But I don't think Berkeley started the fire. It wasn't like him. Sammy cleared his throat. Mrs. Sheckley, several times we've seen a man hanging around here, and once over at the museum. He went on to tell her what he and Dee Dee had seen. Could that be your brother, he asked finally. Mrs. Sheckley shrugged. It could be. I haven't seen him in over 30 years. Maybe you'll see him again, Jenny said. Maybe, Mrs. Sheckley paused. I'd like that. I have so much to tell him and ask him. She flipped a couple of pancakes off the skillet and onto a waiting plate. Putting the plate in front of Sammy, she said, Better eat these while they're hot. Sammy didn't need further encouragement. He dug his fork into the steaming pancakes and stuffed them into his mouth. Jenny shuddered. Don't you want butter or syrup on them, she asked. Sammy shrugged. I walk em any old way, he responded, his mouth crammed with pancake. He chewed for a moment, swallowed, then repeated himself. I like them any old way, he grinned. You said you saw this man at the museum, Mrs. Sheckley asked, placing more pancakes in front of Jenny. Sammy saw him, Jenny said, smearing butter on her pancake. We were there at the Sheffield Matheson exhibit. I'm surprised that they didn't ask you to be there. 
Mrs. Sheckley shrugged. They asked me, but I have too hard a time getting around. I probably couldn't see much of the art anyway. I'm pleased you kids take an interest in art. Sammy shrugged. They're planning on building a children's wing to the art museum. Jenny's mom is in charge of raising the money and asked us to help raise it. Jenny looked up at Mrs. Sheckley brightly. Do you know any way the shoebox kids could raise money? Mrs. Sheckley frowned as she thought. Are you interested in recycling things? Jenny nodded. Sure. I have several years worth of aluminum cans and newspapers in the garage, Mrs. Sheckley said. For that matter, there could be a lot of things of value in there. I haven't been able to drive for years, so I haven't moved my car. Anything could be in there. Mrs. Sheckley stepped forward and put her hands on Jenny and Sammy's shoulders. Are you interested in cleaning out my garage in exchange for whatever treasures are in there? Jenny and Sammy looked at each other and nodded. What treasures would they find in the old garage? The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 5, The Broken Dozen Mystery, written by Glenn Robinson, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.